0: I'm going to go very quickly to the word of God, the book of Revelation, chapter one, and I'm going to read verses four through verses eight. The book of Revelation. Uh, We sometimes say revelations, but it's really one revelation. Revelation chapter one, verse four through eight. Commentaries often say it's John that's the revelator. I want to say John is the recorder. Jesus is the revelator. Come on, y'all talk to me in here this morning. Jesus is the revelator. Hallelujah! ain't no revelation unless Jesus reveal it. Revelation chapter 1, verse 4 through verse 8. John to the seven churches which are in Asia. Grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, Amen. Last verse I am Alpha and Omega. This will preach all by itself, won't it? The beginning and the ending, said the Lord, which is. And which was and which is to come. Who is he? The almighty. And all of God's people said, amen. amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Um, I won't stand before you long today. I just want to share with you a uh, message. Uh, that I feel like the Lord really pressed upon my heart. Uh, I want everybody to just say this out of your mouth as a confession and a declaration. Shout, I'll go first. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth and he went about doing good. The anointing of, of Jesus Christ is one of priest, prophet and king. If you've ever had a Bible study with me uh, concerning Yeshua, Jesus the Christ and talks about his anointing. I always talk about that, that those trifold, that trifold role of Jesus Christ is anointing in the earth as priest, high priest. Our prophet and our king, not just a king, but king of kings. There are many, many roles in all eternity. God in Christ has operated in and fulfilled for the work of salvation for all humanity. These expressions were not just for our observation, but they're also for our example. Listen what John chapter 13 verse 5. It says, For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. First Peter 2 and 21 says this, For even hereunto were you called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving for us an example that we should follow. In his steps. I want you to say this. Uh, so we'll be on one accord together. Uh, say the life of Jesus Christ. Was not just for my observation. But it was also for my example. You know, because, we're oh, look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. No, no. Uh, it's not just for us to look and marvel at what he did. But we should do as we have seen him do. As a matter of fact, there were many things Jesus did did, and not because he had to do it, but he did it so we could follow in his path. Jesus didn't get baptized because he needed to be baptized. Jesus got baptized so we would have an example to follow. Ask the person beside you, ask them, have you been baptized? Because if Jesus the Christ... God in the flesh was baptized. Then here's water. What hinders you from being baptized? Uh, Even when Jesus came to Jerusalem in his triumphant entrance. I'm talking to y'all today. Y'all stay with me. He prayed that the father would glorify his name. That's why we know the name of the father. Because Jesus says glorify your name. (laughs) And listen what the father said in John chapter 12, verse 28. The voice says, Father, when he said, Father, glorify thy name. Then a voice came from heaven, says, I have glorified it. I will glorify it again. And then the crowd was there. They heard it. Some said it's thunder. Some said angels were talking. Jesus says, the voice came not for my benefit. Mm. But the voice came for yours. Woo. So much Jesus did so we could have a reference. But there's one anointing angel, a role that the sonship of God operates in that we don't discuss a lot. And, and that is the role of elder brother. We who have a strong theological premise centered around High Christology often don't feel comfortable with common references to Jesus and mere human references. We don't call him our homeboy. (laughs) Some of us, we don't even say he's dope. Not to judge anybody else that does, just we who just come from this culture of reverence toward him, they're just some mere casual terms we don't even like to say about we don't call on the man upstairs because if you live in an apartment that's kind of complicated for many of us to take that position it's not because we're attempting to be pious or hyper-religious it's just out of some reverence to the holiness of god but we're also those that always say when we pray that god sits high and he what? He looks low. But, but the truth is, <laughs> he don't just sit high and look low. He sits high and he came low. He didn't just look low. He, he, came, he came low. He took on the form of man. In theology, we call this anthropomorphism. This word anthroposin in the Greek means man, morph means form. Although we know God took on human form as Jesus Christ, we have often exalted his identity, but have often abandoned the truth of his humanity. Brother. Now this message won't make you run around the church and shout, but you'll run back and look at it one more time again and it'll speak to you. Remember, he had like passions, As we did, didn't sin, but he had them. He was tempted in every way we are tempted. Didn't yield, but he was tempted. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, I need to know that. I need to know that. In his divinity, he was bread, but in his humanity, he was hungry. In his divinity, he was living water, but in his humanity, he was thirsty. He suffered. He bled. He died. He was fully God. He was fully man. He was man enough to die, but God enough to save. He's my older brother. Romans 8 and 29 says, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. So then what is the anointing? What's the purpose of all of this? <laughs> what is the anointing of the firstborn? We know throughout the scriptures that the first comes with great significance. The first male child of every Hebrew family was originally established to be the priest of the Lord. This is what he said in the beginning before the Levites had a chance to To show some sort of standing with God. It was God's initial posture among the Hebrews that the firstborn of every house would be a priest unto the Lord. We know first fruit. The first fruit is holy to the Lord. There's even a rabbinical tradition that teaches that the salaba of the eldest child... Had some sort of healing properties. Now, when I grew up, I think we believed our mama spit had some kind of healing properties because before we walked out of the door, um oh uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> they said, Come here, come here. <laughs> I remember getting old. I'm like, oh stop. No, no, come here, come here. So Jesus walked up to blind men spitting, and they walked away seeing. That was not just about healing, that was about revealing. That Jesus is the elder brother. I'm trying to move on here. You understand that if the first is holy, that established is that the rest would be holy. It's written, be holy. Huh, I've already established it. I'm the first. Be holy for I am holy. What are you trying to say? The anointing of the eldest is the anointing of first. It's the trailblazing anointing send the word down you'll tell him i'll go first i'll go first in other words god is anointing you to do things i want to speak this to you because i stayed up at the three o'clock this morning and i had to write this one line that i felt the lord leaped in my spirit and told me to speak over the congregation are you ready for this god is anointing you to do things that have never been done before mm. I'm going to say it again because some of y'all think it's for everybody else. But I need to tell you, God is anointing you to do things that have never been done before. And I know for some of you, you, you 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 don't feel like you're the smartest one in the class. And you don't feel like you're the brightest one in the family. But it, it don't work until you say it for yourself. Will you introduce yourself to somebody? Tell them, I'll be the first. Come on, tell them, God has anointed me. To do things that have never, y'all ain't saying it, you gotta say it. God has anointed me to do things that have never been done before. I just need to find the right section that believe it. Now, some of y'all just here for the observation. God says, no, 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 no. I brought you through all of this, not just for you to observe, but I want you to be revealed. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, God is anointing me. To do things in my family that has never been done before. I'm going to find somebody in here to believe this. Because some of you are under so much insecurity. You're under so much self-consciousness. You're under so much condemnation. And you believe God can use them but never use you. But I need you to testify to somebody. Tell them God is anointing me. To do things in this world that has never been done before. I need somebody to open up your mouth and shout as a sound of your faith. Open up your mouth and release a sound of your expectation. God has anointed me to do things that have never been done before. It's the anointing. Hallelujah, Sonia. Sonia Jennings, God is anointing you to do things that have never never been done before. Lizzie, God is anointing you to do things that have that have never. I'm gonna go on so I can finish this message. I got just gotta tell somebody in this room. I, I, want, I want somebody's faith to leap. Because you've been sitting on the side watching everybody else play on the court and God's send me to tell you selena he's anointing you trinity he's anointing you to do something that has never been done. Oh my God. I've come to tell somebody your age does not intimidate God. I don't care how young you are God is anointing you to do something that has never been done. I don't care how old many of you feel like you've missed your moment and if it was going to happen it would have happened by now. Maybe it takes for you to get to 40. Maybe it takes for you to get to 45. Maybe it took for you to get to 59. But you need to realize God's anointing is not on clearance and God's anointing is sure and he's anointed you to do things that have never been done before. Tell your neighbor, you just may need some new friends. What is the anointing of a trail pool? Oh, hallelujah. I'm... I'm Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to say it one more time. Can I please? Will y'all give me a chance? I just need to say Because I feel apprehended in this moment to say it loud enough. And all I need is about 15 or 20 more prophetic people that would help me get to some people in this room and get them this message. Tell them God is anointing you to do things that have never been done before. Come on, get out of your seat and go tell somebody. Get out of your seat. God is anointing. I'm trying to move. I'm trying to move. But God is anointing you to do things that have never. I feel it. I feel this heavy in my mind, Corey, I feel this heavy in my spirit. Maybe this message is for one person, but I want to tell that one person that God kept me up to three o'clock this morning after coming all the way from Atlanta just to tell you you have the anointing of first. You're looking for a reference point, but tell your neighbor, I'm first. I feel better, y'all. Y'all be seeing it's the anointing, the anointing of first. It's the anointing. Hey, you didn't choose it. You've been anointed for first. You, as a matter of fact, you wish somebody else would go before you. You wish somebody else would have the grace for it. And even though you're questioning your own ability, you keep finding yourself moving forward even when you got questions in your own head. Tell somebody you're anointed for first. Let me me finish these notes. I feel better now. (laughs) You're going to miss it if you keep waiting to fall in the comfort of keep standing behind somebody else. You're going to miss moments. Keep trying to measure your stance and your decisions based upon what other people are doing. You're going to miss it. If you keep robbing your moment because you're trying to keep up with somebody else's timeline, you're going to miss it. You've been, oh Lord, be to go. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I'm so glad. Tell her I'm so very glad. Peter didn't stay in the boat. (laughs) Y'all keep talking about how Peter sank. When I see the star Peter, I don't see his sinking, I see his walking. I need a church to holler back at me. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, he walked. (laughs) So the anointing of a trailblazer, y'all be seated. I want just a few of y'all. You need to take you take notes on this. The anointing of a trailblazer. I want you to hear this because this this culture and this generation is all about do you boo boo and uh. But listen, anointed anointed trailblazers, listen. A trailblazer is one who's anointed to blaze paths for others to follow. In other words, the whole point, the whole reason why God is pushing you forward is not so everybody can just watch you be lit, watch you go up, watch you. In other words, God says, I want to use you. To be something to them that you didn't have for yourself. I'm going to use you to be the mother that you didn't have. I'm going to use you to be the father that you didn't have. I'm going to use you to be the mentor. And somebody says, how can I be it and I've never had it? It is God that speaks those things that are not as though they were. A, a trailblazer, but this is what you I, I need, I need to hear. I need you to hear this, Selena Morgan, because, because you're doing it for them. Ultimately, you're doing it for them, but a trailblazer is usually misunderstood in their day, or at least in the beginning. In other words, you're doing it for them and will be judged by them. You hear me, Julie? You're doing it because you're carrying the weight of it because of them. Because if you just needed a path for you to walk through, one good rake behind you could make that path. But because it needs to be wide enough for your family to come behind, for another generation to come, oftentimes it'll be for them and you'll be judged by them. You must be willing to look like a fool so you can eventually be a blessing. Polls say that the most beloved president in U.S. history I'm going to see where y'all guess who this is. Do y'all know who the most beloved president in U.S. history is? Okay. Okay. Abraham Lincoln. Did y'all get it? Oh, oh, you can't. Oh, Dario, get it. See, a little annoying. All right. Abraham Lincoln. Right. They called him Honest Abe, right? The irony of that is that in his day, at times he was not so celebrated. Do y'all realize? out of all of the wars that have been fought by Americans, you put all of those deaths together, they almost hit the number of Americans that died in the Civil War when Abraham Lincoln was the president. Three quarters of a million people. Over 700,000 people on this soil died from who wants to be the president during? that time if you think things were divided then imagine being the president of the divided states of america hmm. you got to realize there were things and we celebrate the fact of emancipation proclamation and how uh, god used abraham lincoln to free the slaves but if you look a little closer to history it was it was he did it but kicking and screaming who wants to be the one to flip the economy of a whole culture, knowing that the economy would have to fail if we free the slaves so now I'm I'm struggling between what's right to do and what's convenient to do Mm. even at a time so somebody said bipartisan so at least he had the support of the north Uh, kinder because even in their party, there was division over how we should handle this. There were those that said, no, freedom will eventually come. But A, you are committing political suicide to do it now. Let it be done in phases. Oh, so Abe said, no, I got to do it right. This is what's necessary. This is an evil in our country that must be over." overrode, but, but the product of it would mean those who had been enslaved would now live in the same bubble and infrastructure with those who were slave owners. That can't work. So Abraham Lincoln then meets with three African-American pastors in the White House before the end of the Civil War and say, listen, we're going to push We're going to make sure all the slaves are free, but once they get free, we need to work this out so all of them can go back to Africa. And one of the pastors asked him, well, generations have been born here. So why should we build it and then have to abandon it? See, my point in telling you this is all of us want to make everything black and white and we feel that it's easy to walk into destiny and you'll know the will of god when things are simply divided and perfect and your options are clear to choose but a trailblazer have to see god's direction even through muddy water a trailblazer Don't have, cannot afford to wait till everything makes sense to them and everybody around them before they start making decisions or trailblazing. So people are looking at you. Now, are you sure? No. (laughs) I mean, so how are you going to do this? It's going to work. I want to talk to the language of somebody in this room that you feel like you've been pushed to go, pushed to do, pushed to perform, pushed to get started. And it's complicated. Because you don't have a reference point. See, a trailblazer is not one of selfish ambition, for they understand that the greatest benefit of what they do today it's going to be experienced by somebody else tomorrow. For the joy that was set before him. He endured the death of the world. Because some of us are so consumed with our destinies that we have missed out on leaving a legacy. I got a picture on my desk in D.C. that's a black and white picture of my great, great grandparents, Morgan and, and Mary Adams, my grandmother's grandparents. And when days get hard, I look at that picture and remind myself now what did they go through (sighs) when I say the pressure is too much on my head then I says hold on now what did they suffer through I want you to know that some of you in this room, you're suffering and your challenges is going to produce an advantage for your children. Whatever you've had to battle through, I know that don't make you shout because everything you want to shout for is something that turns around in 72 hours. But I want to be honest with you. There are some things that's worth lasting It's going to take more than 72 hours to turn around. It's going to take some drilling. It's going to take some digging. It's going to take hoping to it's all hope it's gonna take believing when you don't feel like you have nothing left to live believe on but i need you to look at your neighbor tell your neighbor the only reason why it's being so hard because you're the first this, so i want to say this to the trailblazers i'm finished i know this message is kind of yeah but a trailblazer has a work ethic You can't be a trailblazer and don't have a work ethic. They lead those who help them. See, a trailblazer is not just a leader. A trailblazer is a leader who leads people, who help them, who come alongside them. Now listen, a trailblazer doesn't depend on help. Not crippled by assistance. But they lead their help and assistance. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I'm not waiting for someone to rescue me. Not waiting on another stimulus check. Oh, my Lord. I'm not waiting for all of my friends to co-sign. Not waiting on a cash app. Y'all not saying that to me in here. They're not looking for someone to do it for them. But because a real trailblazer that has a work ethic, people are automatically drawn to their ambition. A trailblazer is not one who walks in established paths, but they make new paths. They launch out an uncharted territory. (laughs) Zechariah 4 and 6 says this to the trailblazer. It's not by might. (laughs) Nor by power. But by my spirit said the Lord, a a, a trailblazer, now hear me, hear me. A trailblazer is someone who's willing to die for the assignment. A trailblazer must be willing to die in the process. It doesn't mean they will, but they must be willing. Esther says, this ain't never been done before. Queen don't just walk up on a king like this. But because oh, sorry. because if I don't do this a whole nation of people are going to die. If I don't do this. Everybody I love is gonna die. Even though I'm the queen and if I stay here, maybe I'll be good. But I can't get out of my head the words that Mordecai said to me. Could it be the only reason why God blessed me with this job? could it be the only reason why God brought me to the city could it be the only reason why God gave me this gift is because he brought me into the kingdom for such a time as this so she said I gotta go I'm good I can stay by myself over in my house have my own life I could be good but she says I'm not it's not about my comfortability so she says if I perish let me perish but I gotta do this I know you have a lot to live for. I know y'all got a lot to live for. But have you found anything yet worth dying for? Have you found anything worth being inconvenienced for? Did God tell you to adopt some children and, and you're still ignoring it? Oh, did you think all of those bedrooms was just for you? Did you feel like God has given you all of this word, knowledge and information just so you can be smart? Or does God want to pour you out of blessing? Have you found anything worth taking on a burden for? See, a trailblazer knows that it's not about their comfortability or their own personal security. It's about something greater than them for the cause, for the call, for the assignment, for the purpose for which they were born. Hmm. Coretta Scott King. She watched her husband after their house was bombed. She watched him go out and march. They said, Coretta, how were you able to do this? He up there testifying about, I know I'm not going to get there when y'all get there. He's saying he's going to be a martyr for the cause. How did you handle knowing that he was going to abandon you with kids? She says, because early on in our marriage, I realized I was not married to a man. I was married to a cause. To the point she had such a revelation that after he died, she didn't fold, she marched, she took up a torch. Ben Carson, raised by a single mother in rural Georgia, after graduating high school, went off to college and graduated from medical school and went to Yale, and at age 33 became the youngest major division director in John Hopkins history, a trailblazer. Mm. You have much inspiration, trailblazers. You have great mentorship, but you don't have a template. Because you are the template. I promise y'all, I'm finished now. Today, you that have a holy urge, a holy luring, and a pull into something greater, into something deeper. If you're hearing it, don't mean you're the only one that's hearing it. But you must be willing to declare I'll go first scared but I'm going nervous but I'm going I got a thousand questions but I'm going no money but I'm gonna do this no support but I'm going no experience but I'm going my family may not agree but I'm going my friends think I'm crazy But I'm going, I understand I may have to go first so they can come later. I'm so glad he went first. Before the world was ever framed, he went first. Mm. Before the world ever came together, he was the word that brought it together. He came. He came first. He came in the volume of the book. He says, so it is written of me. Mm. He he came first. He was born of a a woman, a virgin. Glory be to God. A woman who knew not a man. He came first. Glory be to God. He lived. Oh, he lived. Healing blind eyes and opening deaf ears. Oh, he lived. Mm. Glory be to God. Taking fish and bread and feeding over 5,000. Oh, he lives. But after living for 33 years and a ministry that spanned three years, he died. <laughs> oh, he died. I know you want to stay focused on his divinity and the supernatural hand of power. Oh, but don't skip over it. He died. He yeah, had hung there between the 6th and the ninth hour. Nails in his hand. and Nails in his feet. He died. Crown of thorns on his head. Oh yeah, hallelujah. He died. Glory be to God. Stripes whipped all across his back. Glory be to God. He died. And Isaiah said, and it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Tell somebody he died. He died. I, 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 before, before you get to Sunday morning you got to acknowledge Friday night he died. He didn't just die but he suffered. He suffered and died. Made him take his own cross. Hallelujah. Oh he he died. Stuck between heaven and earth with gravity pulling on his body. Stayed alive long enough to suffer. So everything that was spoken about him would come to pass. He died. On that cross, he shout out, I thirst. I thirst I thirst I know you want to talk about how much he's God and he is God oh but don't skip over the fact that he's our humanity all of the sins of the world on his back was heavier than the cross that he carried glory be to God oh were you there when they crucified my Lord there are times when I think about it it causes me to tremble it makes me quake on the inside when I consider that it wasn't the Roman or the Sanhedrin that made him do it he made a decision to go first he made a decision hallelujah tell somebody he died I know y'all want to be fluent in multiple religions and you want to lift up that everybody's religions are really the same and we serve all the same God no we do not because everybody who says God doesn't mean Jesus oh my God the difference between our God is that our God didn't just sit back just to wait to see if we could ever accomplish salvation by attaching ourselves to him through pious deeds and ceremonies but our God hallelujah when he knew we would fail at every attempt to obtain holiness outside of him our God abandoned hallelujah his royal throne yet kept the throne occupied and came down to the earth ram after us look at your neighbor tell your neighbor he went first he went first he went first, he went, first. He, he went he came and he and he died saints oh he died he died many had died before him so him dying was not as significant uh, uh, in itself he was crucified many have been crucified i know i'm preaching just gospel but don't y'all pay no mind many many have been crucified before him as a matter of fact when he was being crucified two others were being crucified on the left and the right of him, but there was something different about this one. Hallelujah. Abraham died. Hallelujah. Isaac had died. Jacob had died. As, as, as strong as David was. When we sung that David is killed, that Saul has killed his thousands and David has killed his ten thousands, David still died. But here's how God, hallelujah. Trailblazer, looking like a contradiction. Mmm oh here here he is supposed to be the anointed one hallelujah to the point they mocked him hallelujah they put a cloth on him talk about and a sign above his head said king of the jews mm. hallelujah to the point one thief looked at him and says if you be who you are why don't you save yourself and save me too he didn't say it in faith but the other one said "Hey, hey, hey hey hallelujah after everything they've done to you, you should be dead by now. This guy, this hallelujah. In other words, even Jesus, in his worst predicament, his life was still testifying. I come to tell you, whoo, I come to tell you, trailblazer. Even though you may be in the worst season of your life, your life is still testifying. You may be broke. You may be going through family issues, but tell your neighbor it's still testifying. And that thief looked at him and says, hey, 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 when you come into your kingdom, yeah, he didn't, listen, he didn't say if, he said, when you come, I know I'm over here suffering like you suffering, but there's something different about you, when you come into your kingdom, remember me, Imagine how hard it was to breathe, pulling yourself up so you don't die early. Did he kept himself up high enough to catch his breath That says, Today, you'll be with me in, in paradise. All right, all right, all right, all right. It's finished. The mere fact, the mere fact, the mere fact, the mere fact, the mere fact that he said it tells us that they didn't kill him. That meant he didn't die until he got ready. I want to speak to some trailblazers in this room. You ain't gotta die till you get ready. I know, I know. Some of y'all want to talk about. You know, well, all of us gotta die something. If that's your faith, lean your faith to that. If you got faith to die of cancer, you die of cancer. If you, but I, I, I want to die when me and God come and agree, man. I don't, know, I don't want to die with dreams and visions and trails I never got a chance to blaze. Hallelujah. Okay. Everything that was written has been fulfilled concerning this moment. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It is finished. And he died. And he died. After being tempted, never yield, and then died. they laid it they took his body a wealthy man thought enough of him yeah it says my plot is already paid for I'll give him my plot <laughs> I got plenty of money I'll buy another plot him not knowing <laughs> And Jesus only needed to borrow it. That's why we call it a borrow. Now I'm sorry. You're not going to go to this church a whole year and not hear the gospel. I need need you to know why we shout and why we dance. Hallelujah. Because he died. (laughs) Went down into the lower parts of the earth. Now you have to realize I need to be. Use integrity with you. When I said he died. He died but he didn't. Because I told you you've got to acknowledge the dichotomy of God that He, material and immaterial matter, because you're made in His image. There's a part of you that's much more real than the flesh suit that you're wearing right now. The part of him that died was his humanity. But God Almighty was still yet alive. So why three days? Well, well, I mean, why he didn't do like he did in Lazarus? You know? I mean, the what with Jairus' daughter, why he didn't do that? Just call her up. Interrupt the funeral procession. You went through the whole conflict of suffering and then going in the grave and staying there. You remember them other people I told y'all that to died? Yeah. Abraham. Isaac, Jacob, David. You have to realize. They were in a holding place. I come to talk to some trailblazers in this room. They were in a holding place. They could not come out of the holding place. Until Jesus went to where they were. And the only way he could get there. Is he had to go through the doorway of death. I need you to tell somebody near you, tell them they're in a holding place. Come on, tell them again, tell them they are in a holding place. What were you trying to figure out who they are, some of your family members, they are in a holding place. Some of the people that God is raising you up for, they're in a holding place. And you must be willing to go through the doorway of your own personal death. Your flesh got to die so you can gain access to where they're being held up. I know you want to stay out here and pull them out, but sometimes you got to go in. Imagine how many years. Now, I don't believe. Help me preach, baby. Now, some people believe in soul sleep that that means those who died goes into an unconscious state. Now, it's okay if you believe that it's not a salvation issue. I don't. I believe that the people who died are more aware now than they were here. Spirits don't have to sleep. So when the Bible says we sleep in him, what part of us sleeps? It's an expression of the physical state. They call it sleep because the physical state's death is not permanent. But the part of me that comes from God neither slumbers nor sleeps. This is why you dream. This is why you talk. This is why some of y'all even get up and walk. Because you can lay down your body, but your spirit is alive. So imagine, out of all of these years have in a holy place. Sorry, I wish somebody else were preach so I could roll in the floor like I feel it. After all of these years of being in a holding place, could you imagine after Abraham had heard the prophecy that out of you all families of the earth will be blessed? Could you imagine after David had declared hallelujah the messianic prophecies? Could you imagine after Malachi says and the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings. Could you imagine after Isaiah had declared. For unto us a child is born. And unto us a son is given. And his name should be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting." Could you imagine after all of the songs they sung. Concerning Messiah. And then all of a sudden. Coming through the doorway of death. Whew, The one that was prophesied about coming through the doorway of death. Hallelujah. You must be willing to look like a failure on one dimension so you can be successful on another. You must be willing. Everybody, everybody on the carnal side thought Jesus had failed. You must be willing to look like a fool on the side of people who are carnal. Hallelujah. After he met with them in the realm of the spirit, he said, All right, y'all. Y'all been here long enough. But y'all had to stay here because, according to Revelation, I gotta be the first begotten of the dead. And Elder knows when we preach this Thursday morning, oh, we can preach it. And we talk about hallelujah. How when Jesus got up, how grave the grave got nervous and he stole victory from the grave and sting from, from death. And he got up with all power in his hand there's one last, I know I was long this morning, thank y'all for y'all's patience thank you for your patience, really really, but one thing we skip over everybody look, wow look at Jesus wow Jesus just got up, oh hold on, Jesus is risen yeah but there's some, also some other reports somebody said um my grandma just walked through here Hold on. Was that Jake? What? That's, we don't really preach about that because we can't wrap our minds around it. But the truth is when Jesus got up, everything connected to him got up. And I come to tell somebody, you got the anointing of first. Look at some of your family members, look at some of your friends, tell them I'm going first. But you're coming behind me. Hallelujah. I'm going first. But when God heals me, he's healing everybody connected to me. When God delivers me, he's delivering everybody that's coming behind me. I need somebody jump up and shout for those who are coming out of their grave. Shout for those. Everyone say I just wanted to, uh, the Lord when I mean, we got in late last night, the Lord wouldn't let me sleep because I needed to tell somebody. I wanted to give you some sort of language. I want to give you some sort of language concerning where you are right now. You're blazing trails. You can't find a template because you are the template. Now... You can pass it over to another generation. Or you can say, no, no, I'll go first. I'll go first. Stop feeling like you can't fulfill your vision because of resources. Resources is not a problem. There's no lack in the kingdom. Not really. Have y'all realized during the pandemic? I'm saying this because I'm gonna cast a vision to y'all Wednesday. And I was talking to some people, and they was like, "You don't build anything now." Do you know how much lumber is? I was in a conversation. Do you know how much lumber is? Do you know how much this is? Do you know how much that is? And I was like, "Yeah, it is true." Then I drove downtown and I saw people building. If you keep waiting for the moment, you just might miss the moment. Lift up your hands, you that got to want that anointing. At first, you believe that it's on you. Hallelujah. Anoint me for them, Lord. my assignment is unique but anoint me for them I embrace the uniqueness of my assignment but anoint me for them Lord they've been in a holding place Lord mm. they've been in a holding place I got me for I know. Give me ideas and strategies that they can live in. An anointing for housing. Establishing of systems. Even I just speak in this room. Apps that have never been created. Mm. If you got a prayer language, just release it right now. Just feel it. But want me to do something in my family that has never been done before. Oh, da, 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 ba, ba. I want me to do something on the university campus that has never been done before give give me ideas of systems that fuse my faith in academics the secular and the sacred will you lift up your hands just a little bit more high I want to say this Understand now why they did not raise you. Understand Understand now. Whoever you felt abandoned by, understand now. Whoever you didn't feel supported by, understand now. you suffered but it was for them it was for them it was for them come on release that sound I feel the Holy Spirit in this room it was for them 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 it was for souls that are trapped in a dark place it was for them you've been upset with the way you talk you've been upset with the way you look Try to change the way you walk. But the uniqueness of who you are is who God wants to use. Mmm. Anointed to be first. Oh, Shadia. Anointed to be first. First among your siblings, the first in your family, the first in your city. Anointed to do, Selena. But it's never been done before. Thank you, Lord, that we will not be intimidated with money. We won't be intimidated by the lack thereof or the possession of a lot of it. Money will not change who we are. Money is going to undergird us. Kingdom money for kingdom assignment. Oh, y'all receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Friday is necessary. Crucifixion. It's necessary. Because if there's no crucifixion, there will be no resurrection. Hey, this is Bishop S.Y. Younger. Thank you for watching this video. And now what I need you to do is like and subscribe to this YouTube channel so you can continue to get more inspirational, motivational and gospel content in your direction.